0: Welcome back to FIAT, the podcast for Catholic women. We are Renee and Maureen, and we want to give you reliable and honest information about how to be a modern Catholic woman in the world, but not of the world. Use personal experiences as well as church teachings to motivate you to always say yes to God. Welcome back, ladies. Woo! Welcome back. (laughs) Yay. So we're back another week. Woo. Go us. And we're recording this in like the morning-ish, I guess. It's morning for me in California, but it's kind of afternoon for morning. So Well, it's I don't know. eleven
1: o'clock, so it's actually still before
0: noon. New <laughs> clash. <laughs> uh, okay, so I don't I hope your guys' classes are going well. Mine are crazy. Um, but you know, it's all good. So today we're kind of doing like a like a digression. Like it's not really a a series of episodes this week, but we are talking about um
1: something that Renee is very passionate about I'm just gonna preface this by saying that because <laughs> she has been wanting to do this episode basically since we started the podcast and I'm really glad that we're gonna get it out of the way because basically every <laughs> it's like can we do it can we do it can we do it and I'm like sorry sure. and I want to say it's very ironic that we're doing it this week isn't it yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> The difficulty of finding a time to record this together, like with the topic that we're doing, I just think it's so funny. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So um, just a warning. I don't like using the word toxic because I think it's become a buzzword, but I will be using it a lot this episode because today we're talking about toxic productivity mindset. And a lot of you probably are like, what is that? Um, but I'm going <laughs> to explain it to you. And you're gonna love it. So I'm gonna start by (laughs) uh, I'm gonna start by reading a reflection, which I found on an Instagram post, which is also ironic considering our last episode. But it's it's from. (laughs) Let's just we're hypocrites. Like we'll say it. But okay, so I found this a while ago. Actually, though, Um, it's from one of my favorite people on Instagram. Her name's Annie Deedens. Um, But she goes by Catholic Wife, Catholic Life. She has a blog and Instagram page. Um, She is, her and her husband run the ministry Pray More Novenas, which changed my life. So I owe a lot to this woman. Um, She writes a lot about the trials of suffering. um, And it's just, she's amazing. Very, very amazing. Um, But this is a reflection.
1: Go ahead. Before you read the reflection, I just want to say, like, if anyone's listening and you don't know what Pray More Novenas is, it's actually a really good, um, just like a quick little subscription. Like, I don't even know how I found it, but um, I started being subscribed to it in my freshman year of college, and the first one I ever prayed with them was the St. Teresa of L'Zoo Novena. And really, just, like, go to their new website, which I'm pretty sure is PrayMoreNovenas.com this is not like a collaboration with them or anything so but i just thought you would be willing to do a collaboration (laughs) they're actually really cool like the story of how they met and everything is very sweet and um they're definitely inspired um but basically like whenever they're gonna pray a novena they they send you the prayers every day to your email so it's super easy for you actually remember to pray And some of them, I'm just like, I'm not doing it. I have too much on my plate right now, which is fine. And then you just delete the email and you go on with your life. But um, what's been really fulfilling to me is being able, after every novena is finished, they'll send out a, uh, a closing prayer and they'll say, click here if you want to see everyone whose prayers have been answered. And it's so beautiful to like... Read everybody who's like, oh my goodness, I was praying this novena, and then my son like got that job that he, I was praying for him to get, and so it's just it's really cool to see it all come together.
0: Yeah, if anyone knows me, you know I'm like weirdly obsessed with novenas. Like <laughs> I, I prayed the Saint Anne novena I think a year and a half ago. um I've prayed that novena like six times, but the first time I prayed it really changed my prayer life. I don't even know how, but it's just novenas are really big like. They're like my passion when it comes to prayer. So I'll probably <laughs> be talking a lot about them in the future. Um, so, yeah, I really recommend Pray More Novenas. Like, it, it will actually change your life, not to be dramatic. But okay, so I'm going to read the reflection. It's a little long. Uh, stay with me. So, here we go. <clears throat> Henry Nguyen said one of the five lies of our identity is that we are what we do, the other four are just as good. They are that I am what I have, I am what other people say about me, I am nothing more than my worst moment, I am nothing less than my best moment. To dismantle this belief, particularly about what I do, has taken me a handful of years. 10 years ago, I was working at CNN. Eight years ago, I was producing a two hour local morning show, local morning news show in the town where my husband and I were married. These were the jobs I had wanted and worked for for years. It's sometimes sometimes so strange to feel so far removed from a life dream accomplished. A life dream changed. Being a journalist was my dream. I love people and I love learning and sharing their stories. Being a journalist is also how I met my husband. I loved a lot of aspects of the work I did, both as a reporter and as a producer. And of course, like with any job, there were things I also didn't love. But it is sometimes a surreal reality that I have changed directions and moved on. But I do see how so much of what I learned in that career translates to what I do in our ministry, in Pray More Novenas, and in the online retreats I produce each year. I do see how I was meant to be where I was 10 years ago and how I'm meant to be where I am today. I hope you can see some of this meaning in your life too, even if sadness or nostalgia accompan- accompanies that from time to time. The truth is that we'll never feel 100% fulfilled where we are 100% of the time. The same is true with happiness, with love, and that's okay. There is no perfection this side of death. It is important to remember that Jesus is with us and he can do beautiful work in our lives, even if and when we find ourselves in a place we never thought we'd end up. Even if we're in the middle of a journey, on the side of the road on the journey, changing our tires or something, stuck in traffic, there can still be beauty here in a new dream, in a new life, in a new direction. Woo. That's a lot. Guys, I was literally tearing up while I was reading that. It like hit me oh so goodness. hard. Oh, it's just so beautiful. It is. I'm just, okay. I think, let me, so I'm just going to dive right in. I think that I really, really resonate with this one because um, like Annie, I love doing journalisty y things. Um, I love writing. Um, I love the fact that she talks about all the work that it took her to get there. Um, She's just such a power woman, guys, and I don't say that lightly. (laughs) She is is a really cool person. But so this is, okay, this reflection is important, one, because the idea that society gives us that we need to be productive 100% of the time is a trap. And I am the biggest hypocrite when it comes to this. I really fall into that trap. I love being busy. I have way too much on my plate right now. I'm always tired, <laughs> and and then I, you know, I I wonder why at the end of the week I'm so exhausted. I'm like snapping at my parents, and I'm like, why Why is this happening? Um, maybe it's because I'm overwhelmed and frustrated. So I hope that other people. Oh, I don't hope you feel this way, but I hope that other people like resonate with this. Um, so I'm not just like talking, um, but the, the thing that really makes me mad is I think in college society, especially, um, it's like college is a competition. You are officially with the best of the best, I think, especially at CUA. Um, and a lot of us feel that the only way that we're going to be happy in this life is if we are successful, busy, and doing exactly what we want to do right now all the time and that that's not even possible like just on a realistic standpoint um and just like as from a catholic standpoint it it's very disturbing like you as catholics like you are never like we are not meant to be happy in this life And I don't mean like we aren't meant to like have joy and feel like happy. But I mean that in this life, suffering could be the thing that gets us to heaven. Um, So not allowing yourself to suffer for Christ could be detrimental to your eternal life. So I'm going to stop there (laughs) and maybe let Maureen jump in. i don't want to talk the whole time
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i would definitely say like it's kind of like the post itself is, has a lot of different things going on in it and so i think it's a little bit yeah. unpacked but i think like the beginning with those five lies from henry newman um he's just an amazing person i'm just going to start out by saying that i don't really read much of his stuff but i know he's really cool um so it says like, I am what I have, we are what we do, I am what other people say about me, I am nothing more than my worst moment, I am nothing less than my best moment. And it's kind of like all of those are slightly contradictory to the, each other, but they all make so much sense. Like, I am what I do. It's like, your job is so important. And I'm taking, I think this is mm-hmm. interesting because I'm taking a management class right now. And just last week, we had to read an article about... um motivations in jobs but also like what do people find fulfilling about their job and it's a very uniquely American thing to like put your job as the center of your life and you base everything else around your job and it's like
0: yeah here's here's the thing your job is your little vocation your job supports your real vocation which is marriage if you have a job because you've probably discerned marriage if you're working. Like you your job is not what's going to fulfill you. Your job is fulfilling your vocation, which will fulfill you. Like if that I like does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit like confusing, but yeah, I mean it makes sense to me. Like yes, your job is not the
1: ultimate thing. I mean, it's definitely important and like how you work at your job is it I mean it speaks to who you are as a person, but like specifically your job and your performance in your job is not like, as Renee is saying, it's not what's going to get you to heaven. Like, being the CEO of a company does not guarantee you a birth in heaven. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you that doesn't have no. nothing to do with it. Um, however, like, what people think about their jobs is, like, if I do good in my job, like, everything else in my life is going to be great. I, I don't even know where that comes from. It's an, But it's totally an American thing. Like, it was talking about how Europeans, they're moving to, like, four-day work weeks. And the less hours, people can spend time with their families. because. Europeans just don't prioritize their work like we do. And I mean, yes, that's probably one reason why we have the number one economy and Europe doesn't. But like, does that really matter? And um, it was saying like, there was another article I had to read. We had to read three for one class. And it was saying, you're not ever going to be perfectly 100% satisfied with your job. Like, I think especially our generation has been told like, find what you love and then you'll always love what you do and you'll never have to worry about hating your job. And like that's just that's not true. Like no matter what you are, no matter how much you love it, there's always going to be certain aspects of your job that you hate. Mostly just because it's a job. Yeah. Like it's necessary exactly for most people to have a job because you need to earn money to live. And that's fine. However, you shouldn't let your job consume you. Like you should be the director of your job the job should not be director of you if that makes sense
0: yeah and this is yes it does and this is my frustration with um society in general right now for my for like our generation me and maureen is this is what we have been taught not that this is bad but it can be we have been taught in high school you work and you work and you work to get to college when you get to college you work and you work and you work to get a job when you get that job you work and you work and you work to go up the ladder to make more money to buy more things to provide for a family i mean all these things and it's like on the surface yeah that makes complete sense like you should be working hard for the next step but at the same time it's teaching people that if i don't do everything i can to get to the next step I will be a failure. I will not be loved. Like all these things that could be inferred from like a mentality like that. And it's just like we we cannot we have like have lost the ability to slow down and just enjoy where we are at. Like when Annie says, um, let me find it real quick. Um, it is important to remember Jesus is with us and he can do beautiful work in our lives, even if and when we find ourselves in a place we never thought we end up even if we're in the middle of a journey. Like Jesus is not like, oh, I'll see you once you get to college or I'll see you once you get that job. Like he doesn't know he's, he's like, okay, I'm here. I'm here when you need me. And what, what, like, I know that happens with me when, because school, we're, we're at like two, three weeks in, like, I, I have completely lost my prayer life because I'm like, oh, I don't have time for that. Like I have to do this, this, and this. Like that's yeah, not good i was i mean it's just wrong <laughs> i was specifically going to bring up
1: this point because i hear this all the time and it makes so much sense and for me it's not so much oh uh, uh, wait let me just say it first i'm, I'm getting the whatever the car the yeah. horse or whatever that saying is okay so priests will always mm-hmm. say or like catholic speakers will always say if you don't have time for 20 or 30 minutes of prayer every day then you you're you're doing something wrong in your life you like, there has to be enough time for 20 or 30 minutes of just silence or reading the Bible or saying, like, saying a couple rosaries or something. Like, if you don't have time to pray, you need to cut something else out because that's an unhealthy lifestyle, like literally just unhealthy. And for me, it's not so much that I don't have 20 or 30 minutes. It's just that I choose to spend it, like, consuming TV shows mm-hmm. or, like, scrolling on Instagram or something because I choose to ignore that part of my life because I don't want to put in the effort to my prayer life. Like, that's what I've noticed recently. I've been struggling a lot. Yeah. Every day, but not because I don't have time; just because it's like, if I do that, then I actually have to commit to like, you know, being real with. Sh- yeah, like, I know mean, it's I'm true. Hesitant for that, and so what I do is to ensure that I don't have enough time. I fill up my life with other things that can distract me. So just like we were talking last week about social media and how I use it as like this coping mechanism. That's kind of like the toxic productivity that Renee is talking about. It's like we don't. Either we think free time is bad or we don't want to have free time because it makes us, like, look at ourselves for, like, a real honest opinion. And then we don't like what we see. Just Mm -hmm. fill it up with little things, like, all these clubs that you're involved in, maybe. Or, like, oh, let's take another class and get ahead of everybody else and things like that, which aren't really that necessary.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I just want to say for, like, anyone out there who has felt this way, like, your self-worth... Is not based on how busy you are, how involved in things you are, how successful, um, like worldly success. Like that's not what your self worth is based off of. Um, and I hope it's not. I mean, I know that I've noticed the past few years. Like mine sometimes is. Like if I get a bad grade, like I'm crushed. And I mean, I'm I'm sure like a lot of people can understand that. I mean, and the fine line is there's a sense of yeah, you should be upset when you get a bad grade because you know like. Your parents are probably paying for your school and like you know you gotta like perform well like you don't want to do bad and just like waste these four years but there's also a sense of it shouldn't like crush your soul <laughs> to say you know where it leads you to do other things like I I don't know just like another addiction maybe um so it's just like giving yourself permission to maybe quit a club like you're not a failure for needing to drop out of something And giving yourself time. Um, You're like, you're not a failure if you don't, like if you think that you're like, if school isn't necessarily quote unquote, making you happy, like it probably isn't. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that you're not like where you should be. Like this idea that happiness is surrounded by how well we do in school or how well we do in the world. It's not healthy. Um, And this is a, this is, you know, I know that some people are probably like getting a little confused, but I don't want to say that school success or worldly success is bad. You know, it's not bad to be a good student. It's not bad to care and it's not bad to like your job and to have a good job. Like, I'm not trying to say that's bad. Like, don't, don't like jump there. What I am trying to say is we need to learn to find the balance and learn when like, it's okay to just take a break. Um, so Ooh, but I mean, just just to give like a personal example, like I'm going to the beach this weekend with some friends and like it was pulling teeth for them to get me to go. Like I was like, no, like Sunday's my one day off. Like I have to do my homework, all this stuff. And then I finally just like, I think my mom said something or something, but I was just like, I'm just going to go to the beach. Like I'm not going to like, you know, I'm not going to fail college if I spend a day with my friends. Yeah. You know, like have, have some balance. <laughs> that is the moral of the yeah. story.
1: For me, it's just like, I purposely fill up my time. I enjoy being busy, actually. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. I thrive on doing uh, just, like, stuff. I just like doing things. I don't, like, I don't Mm -hmm. really enjoy reading. And so, for me, like, in my downtime, like, I would prefer to clean the house. And that's honestly, like, a relaxer for me. I put on some music and I start vacuuming. And, like, that. I don't see that as like a chore like I see it as just like a fun thing for me to do um and then like same thing like right now where I'm working is a convenience store and it's super busy like there's always people coming in and out and one reason why I wanted to work there is because my last job as a cashier I had a lot of time where I was just standing there because I was at a grocery store and so like it kind of comes and goes to like there's like one peak hour and then the rest of the time is a little bit not as fast-paced and I didn't want that again. I wanted something that would be like, oh, there's always something to do because you have to run the whole store and there's only like two or three of you at a time. Um, And so that's one reason why I wanted a job there. I like being busy, but at the same time, there's a point where it's too much and you shouldn't like always being busy. You do need some time for like self-reflection and especially as Catholics, we need time for prayer. And even if you're not Catholic, um, You need some time to just kind of sit. Be like, how am I doing? How's my day going? How's my week going? How's my year going? Like, what am I feeling? How can I deal with these feelings? You know, like, it sounds so lame and whatever, but it really will be helpful. And you don't want to think that it's required of you to be busy and that somehow you're going to, like, let down all of society if you don't take that one task at Mm -hmm. work. Like, you don't have to.
0: Yeah, I think... To go back to like just like examples of this in general, like I agree with Maureen. I love being busy. Like I have always been that person who is way too like I just I just love being busy. But um, I think I've noticed it a lot with online classes the past few weeks. And with the time difference is because of the time difference. I basically take classes in the morning and then I work in the evenings and afternoons, which is a great setup, honestly. But because of that, I'm I don't really have a lot of time for homework. So I'm constantly like, I'm constantly feeling like I'm not doing enough because I feel like I'm not getting anything done, Um, which isn't true. It's just how it feels because I haven't just given myself the time I need to just relax for a second, um, which is kind of what my Sundays have become. But I think this is funny because someone the other day asked me like, what do you do for fun? And in my head, I was like, Well, what I want to do for fun is crochet and watch Mad Men. But what I actually do for fun (laughs) is sleep. (laughs) And like, (laughs) like that's. I mean, sometimes like that's sometimes that's the journey you're on. Like sometimes you're gonna be in a spot in life where what you do for fun is sleep, and that's okay. (laughs) But I just you know like there should be times in your journey where what you do for fun is crochet and watch Mad Men. Like. Let yourself have a little fun. Like you don't need to be like the insane person um who's constantly doing something because you know that's what um, you know people have told you will make you happy. Um like it's and you know, like Annie said she she loved her job, um, but it wasn't part of her journey anymore. And that's okay. It's okay to say, you know, this was good, it was helpful, it got me where I need to be, but it's no longer a part of my life. That is okay. Um you know like God will close some doors and you know open other ones. Like there nothing is nothing is purposeless. Yeah, I'm right. thinking
1: you were like <laughs> everything has right. purpose. I'll <laughs> say it that way. <laughs> everything has purpose. Um I saw something once that it was like <laughs> not everything happens for a reason. Some things just happen. And I was like no, I'm pretty sure everything actually does happen for a reason. Like everything in your life like it might just happen, but it's still an opportunity something Mm -hmm. to come out of it and that's for like people that don't think that the universe has any type of order everything is just chaos and if you think of it that way then uh, you're gonna have a hard time like accepting life's craziness um if you really think it's just chaos because it would just be impossible for you to ever get a handle on anything which is why it's so much better to believe that god does have a plan for you and even if it is craziness something good is going to come out of it eventually even if it's i die and go to heaven that's something good like that's a little extreme not where I wanted to go with that. However, um, <laughs> I was just thinking, uh, when I was a freshman in college, so last year, wow, it seems so long ago now. Okay, for first semester of college, I was technically over-electing. I was taking five classes, but one of them had a lab, and then I was taking a zero-credit class, and then, like, I took Chorus, which was one credit, and was just for fun. No, like, merit to that, specifically. And I would literally, I still do this because it's just helpful for me. I make, I may make a sticky note every day and I would literally line up everything from like when I woke up to when I went to bed, everything I had it planned out because I did not have any time. I was over electing. I had a job and then I would like try and do one. I would go to clubs, you know, and I had like one event or whatever, basically per night that I would have to go to for that and uh, it would literally be like i would come back from class if class got out early and then i it wouldn't be on my sticky note and i was like what do i do with myself like it's not on my sticky note what am i supposed to do and i would instantly be like okay i have 10 minutes i'm going to do homework because I didn't have any time or, like, concept of just, like, sitting there and doing nothing because, I mean, honestly, sitting there and doing nothing is kind of boring, but, like, I probably should have taken those 10 minutes and, like, gone to the Basilica to pray because it was right there, but instead I was like, I'm going to do homework, I'm going to study for that quiz or whatever, and it was really, like, consuming for me to do homework, which partly is just because I am a perfectionist, and that's part of toxic productivity, I would say, but I was like, I have to do good in all of my classes. And I've always done good in all of my classes and I can't imagine what it would be like to not. So I can't just stop, you know, like, but that's something that, like I can, mm-hmm. I could. It, it, it's my life. I, I, and the I world would not end. to like, like- <laughs> say that even now. And I, like, I could drop out of college if I really needed to. Like nothing major is going to like, you know, buildings are not going to collapse if I decide I can't get an A in this mm-hmm. class, and I just leave it at that, like, yeah.
0: yeah. And that's, okay, this is very prevalent, this is a very prevalent topic with all the stuff in COVID, quarantine, I mean, like, di- we we basically shut down for, like, three months um, as, like, a country, and, you know, we didn't have mass, we didn't have school, um, well, I mean, we had online school, um, which one could argue <laughs> about, but I... <laughs> I just, I um, like the like, you know, we were forced basically to sit in our homes and be like, oh, what do I even like to do, you know? And a lot of people ask that question. Like, you can only watch so much Netflix. Like, there's gonna be a time when you're like, I gotta find something else. And I mean, the amount of people going on walks during quarantine was insane. Let's be honest. Like, everyone <laughs> became a walker or a runner, you know, because it was all you could do outside. And like, um. I mean, that's how I rediscovered um, that I like to crochet because I was like, I have a bunch of yarn that my grandma gave me. Like, I'm going to go on YouTube and learn how to do this again. Um, You know, now I don't have time to do it, (laughs) which is tragic. But, like, I mean, you know, some of you may be thinking, like, I'm overwhelmed. Online classes don't work for me. I'm not learning. Um, I mean, I know I kind of feel that way. Like, it's hard. I, like, the amount of, like, times where I'm just sitting on a Zoom class thinking, there are a thousand other things i have to do why can't i just do them right now you know like there's there's you have to have a lot of self discipline for online classes and that's kind of a completely like other rant that i could go on but um i mean like if if you're one of those people who's thinking like i might want to take a semester off next um next semester if we go online again like it's okay to make that decision you know like it should be a smart decision based in reason and logic but i mean it's okay if you're like, I have a job right now. Like I just want to work full time. I don't think that I can handle another semester. Like it's okay to give yourself a chance to change. Um, I think that's something I've learned a lot in like the past six months is like making decisions is hard and it's scary. And I personally despise having to be decisive, but like, it's okay to change a little, like you're growing, you're going to change. Like your major is going to change probably like you're what you want to do in 10 years is probably going to change. And I, yeah, I was, I think I was actually having this discussion with someone because they were like, I don't know what I want to do. And it's like, that, that might happen. Like you might have that same thought in 10 years, you know, like it's okay to change your journey. Um, You know, don't, don't like make yourself be stuck in one position.
1: Okay. So we just want to say like, we are by no means telling you, don't know what you're doing ever and just sit there and like wait for something to come to you. Like you should still be busy in some sense and you should Mm -hmm. still be being productive. We're talking about toxic productivity. um. So like, there's nothing wrong with being like, I want to have a job and like working well, because that is actually one thing again, that I learned in a different management class. Like God did create work as a virtuous thing for human beings. And so it's good to work. It, I mean, it's good for human beings to work, but it's also good to have that day of rest, which is why God even rested on the Sabbath, and that was yeah. Why do you think ne- you're better than
0: God? Like, do you think you don't <laughs> need rest? Like, come
1: on. <laughs> for years, people didn't do any work on the Sabbath, and there was like the extreme case where, like, I guess some Jewish people like wouldn't even turn on a light switch. You know, it's okay to be productive and to enjoy what you're doing and like Renee and I are both in school right now and we should be trying at our classes like we shouldn't just be like I'm not gonna do any of my homework I'm not gonna submit my essays like (laughs) that that's also wrong but there's a point where like if you feel like you're so busy that you don't have time to pray or like Renee you're completely exhausted at the end of the week and you can't even go hang out with your friends. Like that should still also be part of your life because there's also nothing wrong with having fun once in a good, sensible way. And you should be able to have that ability. I would say at least once a week have like, you know, time to do something that you enjoy. Like what are your, like find an interest of yours and pursue it and don't feel guilty that not all of your life is devoted to advancing your mind or your career
0: yeah and here's like a life motto that i have honestly learned from my mom like everything in moderation is good everything to an extreme is bad like okay (laughs) like being productive is good you know but take it to an extreme and all of a sudden it's bad you know being lazy in a sense, could be good for you. Like, it's fine to be lazy for a few hours. It's not fine to spend a whole year watching Netflix. Like, there has to be a happy middle, you know? Like, and you just have to find that middle in your life. I have not found it yet. I'm working really (laughs) hard to find it. But I mean, and it's kind of just a part of, like, growing up and figuring out what actually matters to you. I mean, like, you can be involved in five clubs, and that's cool and all, but which one do you actually care about? You know, like, it's it's okay to spend time doing what, like, makes your soul happy. That's part yeah. of living. So, I mean, it, I just, yeah, that's just important. And also just, like, you know, please do not go to your parents and say, Renee and Maureen told me it's okay to drop out of school. Because we did not tell you that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we, we are not saying that. <laughs> A
1: well-thought-out
0: decision with my yes. finance
1: in mind exactly. and all of
0: that. You know, but, but like sure
1: also,,
0: yeah, but also, like, don't be afraid to you know, take a little like turn in your life. like it's okay if your life looks different from others. you know, if we yes. all had the same life, that would be weird and boring. you know, yes. like God is going like God is gonna work in your life in probably a weird way, and it's probably going to look crazy to everyone around you, but you have to be willing to like discern and take that leap, so, um. You should That's not do anything important. just because
1: someone else is doing it. You should make sure that you're doing it because it works for you. And mm-hmm. it's- it makes sense in your life. And and
0: it's what God wants for you. Like yeah. God should play a factor in these decisions. Yeah.
1: I was trying to like figure out how to word that. Like you don't want to focus everything on you. Okay. Now we're just getting to a whole can of worms, but we should probably <laughs> wrap it up. Before we, just, we-, we contradict ourselves all over the place. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So. Just to recap real quick, you know, everyone go follow Annie, Catholic wife at Catholic Life on Instagram and follow her blog. Do some novenas. Yeah. September is like crazy with novenas. I think the St. Michael novena is coming up and we all should be praying that like our churches need some help guys. Like let's, we need to pray the St. Michael novena. I, he's such a powerful guy. Like a king, so well, not a king, but like you know, a king. <laughs> so like, <laughs> pray the novena with me. I'm probably gonna pray that one. Um, pray the rosary. I need to do that. That um, <laughs> <No>, was <we're getting
1: laughs> So, Yeah,
0: basically. No, um, let me let me plug my prayers, Maureen. Oh my Don't be goodness. rude. We're gonna go through
1: every novena you like before we can end this episode. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh, can we? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay okay basically what we're trying to say is be careful of what you're doing with your life like don't mm-hmm. don't work yourself phone. don't be lazy either but specifically don't fall into society's trap you always need to be doing something busy work you know
0: yeah and also follow us on instagram yes that was my <laughs> next comment
1: you know yeah. if you like Let us know. We're on Instagram, podcast via, and we have a Gmail, podcastfiat at gmail.com. And um, we're loving that uh, you guys are still listening to us, even after, like, you know, a month (laughs) or so. So (laughs) we'll be back next week. Can't wait to not see you then. But, you know, see you then. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Bye.